Hello, welcome back to the third episode of the Triborough Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Alonzo. I'm joined by my co-host, Nick O'Brien. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah. Pretty Just good. got back from spring break. Yeah. Ready to record opening days. Slowly creeping up. Very excited. As a Cowboys fan, I'm very excited too. Big week. Um, Yankee fan, not so much because I know yeah. Volpe's not going to make the roster. We'll get into that. Um, also more like the injury bugs kind of that um but quick we just want to talk about in the intro about the world baseball classic the wbc and yeah. why you start off so wbc world baseball classics uh, started last week uh you know it's been uh, a little controversial to say the least uh obviously we'll get into one of the main reasons why a little later but to start things off i love it it, I, I think it's, it it's electric. I love it. Like, like especially last night, the dude, USA, oh USA game, Venezuela. Trey Washington Turner. He, oh my Captain God. Captain America, baby. Put him on Mount Rushmore right now. <laughs> that was the most electric awesome. grand slam I've ever seen. I, I told you this earlier, but like, the WBC is the intensity and electricity of playoff baseball minus the emotional attachment. Yeah. So you literally get to watch it stress-free, essentially. For the most part. And I don't know when we're uploading it. It may be happening when USA Cuba is playing because yeah. they play tonight, They're Sunday tonight. at yeah. 7. Yes. Probably going to be over um, for me. Either way, I'm happy. Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty much it. it, it I, it's absolutely I love electric. It. I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. I think my biggest thing, like, a lot of people that have been complaining about it, obviously – Injuries, mm. which we'll get into again. But you look at all these teams, they all are so proud to be wearing their country's names across their chest. And then you have these fans complaining about it like it's meaningless, it's meaningless. To these players, this means everything. And to some, it's even more important than a World Series. Exactly. I was, I was going to do this, but I forgot. Um, but how many players are never even going to make the World Series but are playing in the WBC? Right. You never know about Mike, Trout. Mike Trout. You never know about example. Arenado. You never know about Goldschmidt. And that's only for USA. Then you go into Venezuela. You go into a bunch of prospects that may not right. even pan out. This may be their best chance they have at winning something of meaning value. And yeah. representing their country is kind of a bigger deal than it representing is. their team. Going, going back, back to Trout, I, I've said this numerous times. He, he has the personality, personality of a wet mop. mop. But seeing his face and his reaction to Trey Turner's grand slam, that's what baseball needs. We need to see emotion from Mike Trout. And this is what the WBC brings. This is why it's so important for not only players, like you said, who maybe not get a chance in the World Series, but growing the game itself. It's like a couple numbers. Japan and Korea, 63 million viewers. The highest viewed World Series came in 1980, 54 million. It's wild. This tournament is what baseball needs. Yes. Did you have the thing about the households written down? I did not. So I don't know the exact number. I'm right. sure you saw this, but there was something crazy about like 50, it was either 45, 50% It was over 50%. Over 50% of households in Japan were watching the WBC. Exactly. That is insane. Yes. That and, is insane. And forget about viewers. Attendance for just the first oh my pool, God. for the first round, which is pool play, over one million attendance just it's from crazy. the first round. It's crazy. It is. Like, you see all these numbers, 
and talking about how they're this not e- game all those games out. weren't this even game U.S. Exactly. A lot of them were in like Japan or where's the. Yeah, uh, I think one was in. Whatever, I'll not the United Taiwan States. Or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like who played? Like Taiwan's on a big baseball. Yeah, concert. that was like Nicaragua, the yeah. Nicaragua pool, and like sold out game after sold out game. Yeah. This tournament means so much to all Dude. these players. I feel like some people in our country, at least, are taking it for granted. Because hmm. we have the MLB. Yes. Those other countries don't. Don't exactly, and that's what I feel people don't really not understand, but they don't really see. You know, mm-hmm. we're lucky to have Major League Baseball in our yeah. country. Japan is lucky to have their own league. But, you know, Colombia, you know, uh, Cuba, Puerto yeah. Rico, they don't have their own leagues like we do. Exactly. So, to them, this is everything. Mm. So, I think it's great for just for the players, for the game itself. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's down to four teams right now, so it's coming to a close soon, unfortunately. But I cannot wait for no. this to grow and become such a... I, I hope it becomes World Cup. I do as well. I, I hope it is. It's, it's great. It's great for the game, and I can't get enough of it. I love it too. One thing that I just want to... Because I don't want this to last too long, and I think we've said most of our things. I feel like it's also a good chance for like guys from other countries to get scouted. Because yeah. like, think about how many random guys that will play in... Like, a Latino country that like scouts didn't even consider, then they'll see them throwing a hundred miles an hour and be like, you know what, right. I may give you a minor league deal. Yeah, I think there's a uh, Nicaragua pitcher. Was it the Tigers? The t- yeah, yeah, the Tigers signed him to a minor league deal after he struck out like struck out the what side. Was it, like Ro- uh, like Julio that. Rodriguez, Juan yeah. Soto, and like someone. I think, exactly. Like Manny Machado. Or something. Exactly. Like some of these kids won't get that chance, but WBC puts them in that spotlight exactly. to be able to basically change their lives. Exactly. So I think it's great. We both love it. Um, again tonight. If it's like it, the game's probably over at ten. So if we right. upload it before then, make sure to watch that. But Tomorrow yeah. is Japan, Japan and Mexico. Mexico. When's Japan the finale? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. So after tomorrow, it's gonna be the finals. Hopefully, it's probably gonna be U.S. and Japan. I hope it's U.S. and Japan. But I think Japan's gonna win. That's Japan, my prediction. Yeah. Otani, Otani's pitching the yeah, final Otani, if they make it. Darvish, their team is stacked. That's. But. That's going to be a great game. That's going to be a great game. You know what? Let's get into the American teams. The actual podcast. Our teams. (laughs) Now entering the Bronx. Hello. Welcome back to the Bronx. Um, Today we're just going to be talking about housekeeping stuff. Spring training, injuries, definitely a big thing. Yes. Um, prospects, all that. One thing I want to start off with is the one thing we talked about WBC. Yep. Um, I just wanted to say for the Yankees, not really much. Um, Glaber came back when Venezuela got eliminated. Yep. Uh, Loaiza came back when Nicaragua got eliminated. It was kind of funny because I was like, where is he? I was just like what watching. Loisica? I forgot he was in it. So I was just watching string train. I'm like, dude, when is Loaiza going to be? Put Wait, it? Why is he not pitching? And then he just like came back randomly. I'm like, oh, there he is. Oh, nice. like, oh. Maybe he was hurt. Uh, yeah, okay. no. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, Higgy is still on for Team USA. Yes. So whenever Team USA is either wins it all or loses, then he'll be crowned the champions. Yes. He'll come back. Please. Um, <laughs> no, but it's kind of a big theme for Yankees and Mets. Uh, going to be talking about a lot of injuries. We're not going to really go that in depth in them. Yeah. Because sad. Um, yes. The first one is Carlos Rodon, the Yankees' big signing in the offseason. He has a left elbow strain, and he's expected to be back mid to late April. 
I'm not really that concerned. I mean, look, we, we talked about it when our first episode on the, over the offseason. You know my thoughts on Rodon. His injuries concerned me. Obviously, this is something that I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. Hopefully, it's not serious, obviously, but... I don't think it's too serious. It shouldn't be, hopefully. Maybe it's just like a ramping up thing, just getting back into it. But, you know, it's something that the Yankees do need to keep an eye on. Mm. My thing is that it's muscular. Okay. If it was ligament, then I'd be yeah. concerned because, like, uh, Lou Trevino, yep. he has right elbow ligament strain. They said maybe May. That's what concerns me. Yeah. Because okay. that's Tommy. That's like, you hear that, you think Tommy yeah, John. Yeah, Tommy John. Instantly. So it being muscular doesn't really concern me. Yeah. Another one, Tommy Canley. I feel his pain. He has right bicep tendonitis. Expect it back in April. Um, the issue with that is because a lot of people probably don't know. It's more in like your shoulder. Yeah. You feel it. So like that can really like hurt the pitch. You definitely want to get and anything with tendonitis. You really got to make sure you get yeah. it. Yeah. It's almost like Bader. You know, he has a right oblique strain. That's kind of the same yep. thing where it's like obliques and like tendonitis. You really got to be careful. Yeah. He's expected back mid to late, mid to late April. I saw I saw something like everything on the website I was looking at. It said like, oh, mid to late, mid to late. Yeah. It said the April twentieth. Like a set date. Yes. Sure. I don't believe Book that. It. There's no way that's true. <laughs> so I just wrote down mid to late April. Yeah. The last one, actually, that's really all the bad stuff with yeah. injuries. You got two good things. Jose Trevino got like wrist inflammation. I think it was from a swing. Okay. He's expected to play on twenty first, right. which is yeah. Tuesday. Shouldn't so that's, be too bad. Yeah. He'll be fine. Nestor had his first outing. Yep. Didn't not the best. Didn't get. He got hit, <laughs> but bit. he threw 52 pitches in his first yeah. outing. Yeah. And he was in the zone a lot, so I'm. I yeah, don't he's care. He's attacking hitters, you know. Being his first spring start, you just you know you're working on mechanics. 52 pitches. That's yeah, especially that for him. That's like, that's really good. Yeah. In his so, first start. Yeah. Wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, that's really it for the injuries. Again, they don't want to harp on it. Yeah. Um. One thing that, the most ridiculous thing, I think, that came out of camp this week, IKF playing center field. Versatility. What did I tell to you? To me, that makes me think that, one, it's either trade bait, or yeah. two, he's not in the shortstop competition. Right. Because if you're going to make him a super utility guy, he's not going to be starting every day. Yeah. So that makes me think that it's down to Praza and Volpe. You'd hope. Which, I have, I have an interesting take on that. Okay. Um... So, obviously, they like, came into the offseason, or in spring training, thinking that Peraza was going to be the starter, yeah. like, kind of the favorite to land the job. But what has he done that, is, that makes him have the benefit of the doubt over Volpe? True. Because I don't, ha- I don't think I have the numbers in front of me. I have, like, five people stats. So I don't have Peraza. <laughs> but he's hitting, I think, about 200. I, let me just preface. I think Praza and Volpe should both be on the opening day roster. Both should be playing. Yeah. Volpe's hitting, let me get to it, in 37 at-bats. He's hitting 297, a 422 on base with a 990 uh, OPS with four stolen bases. What has Peraza done to prove that he deserves it more than Volpe? Yeah, the, I think. I know the answer, but. Yeah, I mean, to me, kind of like outside looking in, I wasn't on board with Volpe being the opening day shortstop, but... And then that one text. I No, yeah. I mean, like you said, what has Peraza done 
to outshine Volpe. Again, I, th- I believe yeah. Peraza should be the starting shortstop. I'm just making an argument for why, why does he deserve to be on the roster over Volpe. Yeah, and I mean, since coming to spring training, since games have started, the only thing Volpe has done is produce, produce, produce. And Cashman literally said in the offseason, he called him up and said, hey, you have a shot to be this, when the starting shortstop if you hit mm-hmm. or if you produce. What, what, is he what doing? else do you need? It's like. It's I mean, look, I, I know some people are going to be like, oh, you know, who's he hitting against? Look, who's he hitting Dude, against? It's spring hit training, like but major league, still. Major league pitchers. Yeah. And people act like every, every pitching staff is going to be the best pitching staff in the world. I know. Some, some, you're gonna some have the teams Tigers, have. You're going to have the Rockets. Triple A. That's what I mean. Yeah. Double A pitching. Exactly. Like, but just, the, an- the answer to yes. spoil it. Is that Prozzo on the 40 man? Volpe's yep. not. Service yeah. time manipulation. Yeah. But I, service time manipulation is the dumbest thing. Yeah. Because other than I think like one or two other guys, there's not really that many candidates for AL Rookie of the Year. The way the rule works, I'm pretty sure you know this, yep. is that if you finish top two in Rookie of the Year, a couple other things, you get a full year of service time if you're pre-arbitration. I don't see how he does it. If he plays like, so I think it's like mid-May yeah. is the deadline for getting the extra year. If he comes up mid-May, I don't see how he's not top two. Yeah, no, definitely. So Like, like you said, the, the competition is kind of thin for Rookie of the Year, but look, Wolfie's going to be up there. So, like... It just... I don't see... It just... It's I know. At, at this point, I feel like Cashman and the rest of the Yankees are doing not only the fans a disservice, but a disservice yes. to Volpe. And to the player, the team in general. Yeah. And to future prospects. I mean, right, I think it was Aaron Judge who said it. Yes. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can make the team better. I, I can't remember if I sent this to you, but how, like, a lot of players were, like, trying to pull for getting Volpe on the roster. Yeah. And how Hal said, like, he really likes Volpe. So I just will know soon yeah. enough, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. My expectations are low. Yeah. I really, really want him, but I just, with how they are with prospects. Right. I don't think it's gonna happen. Don't get your hopes too high, but yeah, there's. I still think there's a chance, so mm. we will see. That's one prospect. Um, another prospect, Jason Dominguez, the Martian. <laughs> He's living up to the nickname. Yeah, just a little you, bit. You could say that. Just a tad. In 22 at bats, he hit 4.55 with a 5.20 on base, a 1.565 OPS, and four home runs. That's <laughs> kind of good. Again, 22 at-bats. Yes. That's Barry Bonds numbers. Right. Again, very short sample size. But he's – keep in mind, him hitting that even off triple-A pitchers, huge to yeah, see. because he ended the year That's in double-A, right? He played five games in double-A. Right. And he's hitting this off triple-A guys. Dude. He's only going to – his plate presence is just – I don't want to say it. It's almost Soto-like for how young he is, being yeah. able to have that plate presence. Right. And it's just, he's going to be really He got good. sent down to yeah. the minor league camp. Just yes. that. My personal opinion, I think that the very worst, he should be fast-tracked double-A. And right. then triple, I think he should start in triple-A. Yeah. But I wouldn't be mad if they fast-tracked him in double-A. Yeah, I think, I think starting him in double-A is probably the right move. Like you said, he only played, what, five, five games? So that's probably the smart move. But, look, he's... I think he, then also the playoffs. Yeah. Just like another five or six games. But, but he's going to be... Knocking on the major he league door sooner rather than he's later. He's going to be good. There's a chance he could come up this season. Maybe. Because maybe. another thing is that he has to be put on the 40-man roster going into next year, so you can't oh, manipulate yeah. his service time. Right. So, might he's as well see. He's on the 40-man, yeah. 
And what was I gonna say? There was one thing I forgot about Volpe, and I, I hate that I'm saying this because people are gonna misinterpret this. I think I found the perfect comp for Volpe. Oh yeah, what's that? Almost not positional wise, but Mookie Betts. Oh yeah, his the batting stance. What I think his ceiling is, the type of player he is, like that leadoff guy that could steal thirty bags, has a good amount of pop. Again. If he's Mookie Betts, that is insane. Yeah. I'm not saying he's Mookie Betts. Yes. I'm just saying the same type of player. Right. I'm pretty sure they're both 5'10". Mookie Betts maybe – or no, Volpe's 5'11". I think Betts is 5'10". Yeah. Whatever. About same height, about same weight, same build. Same, I I don't know. I just – I forgot to mention Look, that. Look, e- even if he's like half the player Mookie dude, Betts he's is. he's half the player. Give me that. Yeah. And that's in every other year All-Star. Exactly. And that, I'm A-OK and, with that. And drafting these guys, that's all you can ask I for. I am A-OK with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and one really other thing I want to talk about spring training. I want you to – I'm going to set an over-under for Josh Donaldson's mm. average, batting average. I'm going to put IKF's batting average is 231. Okay. That's the over-under okay. for Donaldson. For his spring training at yes. batting average. In how many at-bats? Yeah. 27 at-bats. 27. 230. I'm going to go with the under, but it can't be that much lower. 185. He's hitting 185. And I'm pretty sure he struck out like twice today. And that's like not including today. That is, I can honestly see him being DFA'd. Yeah. I think the move that happens is mid-May, he gets DFA'd, Volpe gets called up. I yeah, think that's I mean, like, if they don't care about the money, that's that's the big thing. Mm. If, if you can live with eating that money... Kind of like how the Mets did with Cano. You know, he started Which was the year. A lot more money. Right. He started the year with them on the roster, but come May, he was out. I agree that that's how they should do it. Because yeah. I honestly think Donaldson, there's a chance he has something left. Right. Just because the whole th- I think we talked about it in another episode. Yes. But like the injuries, you never know if he was fully healthy, all that. Um, Just, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, it could be a down year, but last year could have been a down year, I yeah. mean, but. We still played Gold Glove defense. Right. So, you look, you can get a good defensive third baseman and hope he has something left. You know, he is on the wrong side of 30, no. so. Very wrong side. Un- unfortunately, he could be dwindling down a little bit, but only time will tell. Speaking of another God, Gold Glove-worthy defender on the other side of 30, DJ LeMayhew. Mm-hmm. I want you to – we'll set Anthony Volpe – no – We'll say Anthony, yeah, Anthony Volpe's 297 is the over-under for his batting average. Over. Higher. Or, no. Really? Um, I think, I don't have the exact number. Okay. It's around like 420 to 450. That is, is. phenomenal to That's see. That's the DJ. If DJ is back, this lineup will be so different. And I feel like him being healthy so deepens the team so much. I think much. that he is the second most important hitter on this team. Right. Judge is far and away. Yeah. Because he's probably the most important. Best, he's the best hitter on the planet right now. Right. Going into the season. So I think DJ is second best player because if he's healthy. Yeah. Your table setter, you know, high contact Ooh. guy, and a big, I feel like a big power team. Mm-hmm. You got to sprinkle guy. in the contact guy. You, I think ideally, middle of the season, late of the season, he's my five hitter. Right. Not because I think Volpe's the perfect leadoff hitter. Yeah, I mean, they've been batting speed. in leadoff. Yeah. And DJ's known. DJ LeMahieu with runners scoring position, like the most automatic thing in baseball. You put him five, 
behind all those guys that are really good at getting on yeah. base. He'll put the that ball in is, play. That's just like DJ deserves to be first to get all those. Like I would love DJ's leadoff hitter. I just right. think for the team overall, him fifth's better. Yeah, yeah. And look, DJ is going to be a major contributor. Yes. Um, only real other thing is talk about the rotation. Yeah. Um. So Rodona Montas, that's two of the five that are already out. Montas probably for the entire year. I saw yeah. stuff maybe September, but right. even then he's not gonna be ramped up. He's yeah. not whatever. Who knows? So Clark Schmidt, he is my four starter. Okay. He is he is so good. He so what was it? Yes it was either yesterday or the day before. He went five inning five perfect innings, seven strikeouts. And that's not even the, my favorite part about it. Okay. He adopted the Cole strut. Really? You know how Cole does a straw off the yeah. mouth? He adopted that. Look at that. Little baby That's Cole. awesome. That Look is that. awesome to no, see. That, that's good for him as a player. It's also it's also nice to see kind of like the Dude, culture. the confidence. Yeah. And that's what you, you – as I feel like as a pitcher, it's extremely important to be confident yes. on the mound. I'm better than you. Yes. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to strike yes. you out. And some guys need that. And yes. if he's confident, look out. Dude, it's – I've always thought that he's had a lot of potential. He kind of just screwed – because he's been screwed because he doesn't have – or he has options, so he's the guy that gets sent up and yeah. down and just stuff like that. But if he gets a legitimate st- – because I think when Rodon comes back, you saw him as the five-starter. That's still – you can make an argument that that's a much better rotation than Montas was in there as the five. Right, yeah. And no one knows what you're getting with Montas. And the other starter, Herman, just – no, please. He's not pitching well. I know yeah. he could be a solid three, mm-hmm. but I don't want him. Yeah. Because he's very inconsistent, a horrible dude, and just ship him off. I don't I don't care. Yeah. Dude. I mean, those spring – again, I know you don't take spring training numbers into a lot of – into a big account, but it's just – it doesn't – he doesn't look good on the map. I will admit I'm biased because I don't like him as a person. Yeah. So I just – because another thing that the Yankees are dealing with is they have a lot of guys without options. Right, yeah. Uh, Floreal is one of them where either DFA him or God trade him. So yeah. I think there will be some sort of move. I would not hate if Herman's in that, but I think they hold on to him until at least Rodon's back. Right, yeah. Just because they need that depth. depth, yes, but, definitely. Yeah. But, look, the pitching depth is going to be tested pretty early, yes. but, you know, Rodon, hopefully you come back. Again, Montas probably mm. out for the year, but, you know, if they can hold the fort for a little while, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. So. That's really about it for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, not really – it's literally just the Anthony Volpe show. Yeah. I literally, like, half the games were televised, half them weren't. I really – if they weren't televised, I really didn't care unless Volpe was hitting. Yeah. I literally had, like, the MLB, like, live pitch – app on my iPad when Volpe was sitting. Right. Only to watch him. Yeah, just I mean, to see that, I happened. feel like that's only last big, not necessarily question mark, but mm-hmm. the last answer Yankees fans Left field need. too, but. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that'll figure itself out, but look, opening day is a little more than 10 days away, yeah. so we'll find I'll answer sooner rather than later. To end it, kind of just wrap it all up, he cannot do anything more to, to prove he's yeah. ready. Yep. He has I proved agree. he's ready. It's all about how they want to manage the roster and service time manipulation. Yep. I agree. That's really it. All right. We'll see you in Queens. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go!
Now entering Queens. Welcome to Queens, everybody. The Mets have had a couple of injuries and a big one at that, which we'll get in a second, but some housekeeping items. Cordae Senga, last week he had some tendonitis in the base of his index mm -hmm. finger. Uh, he scratched from the start, but he made his next scheduled start, so I think he'll be okay. I think the main thing was, I think it's from the ball. Mm. You know, the ball in Japan is a little smaller and the seams are a little higher mm -hmm. than in America. So I think it's just a, a grip thing. But again, he made his next scheduled start and mm. he looked fine. Yeah. He pitched fine. We mentioned it with uh, Tom McCanley, the yep. Yankees. Tenet tendinitis is one of those things where it's very annoying where you could be healed 99%. That 1% will come to bite you back in the ass. So you really have to make sure it's, like, gone. You, If anything, you want to give it a couple extra days just to really make sure it's gone. Then you got to sl – not slowly because it's only, like, it's not that serious yeah. for him, for the finger, but, like, ramp up to make sure you're really not going to be right. an issue again. But, again, should be fine. I think yeah. it's just, again, you need to get accustomed to the no. new ball. And I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's a big – Well, no, I was going to say, I don't think the season's in question. Like, the beginning oh, of the season's yeah, not no. in question, so no, he'll, he'll be, be fine. fine. But um, after that, next uh, the first cut of spring training came up. Uh, Ronnie Mauricio, Joey Lucchesi, both optioned to AAA. Outfielders Abraham Almonte and Jalen Davis were brought to minor league camp. Going into spring training, I think as fun as it was to watch Mauricio, he never had a shot at making the roster. You know, no. still has some things to iron out in the minors. Mm -hmm. You know, his career on base percentage is, like, hovering 300. Not good. Not great. Not but good at all. No. That's horrible. It was very entertaining to see him bash 450-feet home runs. But, again, not quite there yet. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll figure his on-base percentage out. The minors, you know, be a bit more selective. Mm. But, again, not a big surprise. I don't think anyone really thought he was going to make the roster coming mm. out of spring training. Joey Lucchesi, on the other hand, He'll, he'll be up a couple times. He'll be a contributor in the majors, you know. That's a last name. Luchesi. Luchesi. Joey Luchesi with his curve, too. Dude, that's a that's a name. It is Sorry. a name. Please tell me if that was a curveball. He, he throws a curve. Oh, a curve? That's a what curve. they call it? It's, it's like a weird – it's like it's not quite a changeup. It's not quite a curveball. And it's only special to him, his curve. So you'll see the curve sometime in the majors. Joey Luchurve. Joey Luchurve. Sure. <laughs> Make, make that a thing. Put, yeah. it, on a Put it on a shirt. Yeah. Easy. At Daniela. <laughs> but, you know, he'll, he'll be up a couple times, I feel, whether it be a long man or a spot mm. start. We'll see him in the majors. Um, Almonte and Davis, though, not really sure what's going to happen with them. You know, minor league camp. Get, they had good springs, but just really the roster didn't really fit them. Mm -hmm. They really didn't have a spot. So we'll see what happens with them. And then Nimmo and Marte, they came back. They made their spring debuts. You know, Nimmo was ramping things up slowly. Uh, he said that's what he did last year, and, you know, he had a, one of his healthiest seasons yet. Marte recovering from core slash groin surgery. No. Um, 
he made his spring debut. We had a little bit of a scare. He got hit in the head like a second game back. Mm. But he came back like one or two games later and performed. I think he's all right. Mm. He passed all the concussion protocols. So we'll see him from here on out. I'm sure they also want to slow play with him. Yeah, Because like with, you said like it was abs, groin, yeah. something like that. That's one of those things like you use your abs for everything. Yes. Like yeah. literally just walking. You're using right. your abs. So you really want to like slow play that, especially with him. He's a speed guy. His speed is so important. He's going to be having a lot of like, obviously a lot of running, obviously. Right. So like a lot of really using those abs. So really got to make sure. Yeah. That. So I think he'll be all right. He's back in the game. So everything's all good. Speaking of Nemo, we'll start with him first. You know, two days ago, uh, he had a weird, awkward slide in the second base. Uh, it looked like his spike caught the dirt in a weird way, so as his body kept moving forward, his leg kind of just hung back. He was diagnosed with a low-grade sprain of his right ankle and knee. So Billy Epler said it's more of a week-to-week kind of thing. Uh, he didn't really comment on opening day, but Nimmo seemed optimistic that... Nothing structural, right? No, yeah. That's biggest thing. Nothing structural yes. is, like, best-case scenario. Yeah, definitely. So, structurally, everything looks fine. Especially with the knee. That's, yes. like, always... Yeah, I know. When, when it happened, everyone was clamoring, like, oh, it's ACL, it's ACL, yeah. he's done. But nothing structurally wrong, so hopefully he'll be good for opening day. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, week-to-week kind of thing, so... We'll update you guys when we know. Next up, Jose Quintana. So he was diagnosed with a fractured rib. I don't even know how a pitcher fractures his rib pitching, but Quintana figured it out. Definitely some, what's his face, suspicious type thing. Yeah. It had to have been something else. Like, there's no way you can. It had to be something, but something a little more scary. They found a lesion in that rib. Those don't know what a lesion is. It's kind of abnormal tissue that could or could could not be cancerous. So they got that checked out. They went to a tumor specialist. Um, fortunately, Fort Quintana came back benign, meaning that it's non-cancerous. So he is going to have surgery A to repair the rib and B to get rid of that lesion. So he's going to have the lesion caused the broken rib. I'm not sure. Know. It's kind of one of those things where like they found the broken rib. And then they saw something else that they wanted to okay. check out. That's what they led found to... it because of the. Okay. Yes, so he underwent bone graft surgery. Uh, Epler said yesterday everything went well. So hopefully speedy recovery for Quintana. Um, you know, scary almost became a bigger than baseball issue, but thankfully we don't have to talk about that. So he's going to be out till about July, it seems. So mm-hmm. until then. Look for Tyler McGill or David Peterson to kind of take that fifth starter spot. And the Mets seem to be a little more interested in McGill's upside. You know, he started 2021, his first five starts. That sounds a cooler name. (laughs) First five starts, 1.93 ERA. So, obviously, there's some upside there. In 2021. In 2021, yes. Personally, I would like to see Peterson take that fifth spot. You know, going to the offseason, I really thought – Peterson was kind of penciled in as a fifth starter. You know, you had Scherzer under contract. You picked up Carrasco's option. So I thought Peterson, you know, I think he deserved the spot. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, they signed Senga, they signed Quintana, whatever. The depth became amazing. Obviously, they're going to have to take from that depth. I think Peterson should be the replacement. I think he's really com- coming to his own, especially adding a lefty into that rotation. Mm-hmm. I think he's deserved it. 
But again, only time will tell. He's having a really good spring. Tyler McGill. Very good spring. Yeah, Tyler McGill kind of blew up today. So that kind of put a little wrench into things. But I think I think Peterson is probably the best bet to take yeah. that fifth starter spot. Just to like put in perspective how good a spring he's having, 12 innings pitched, only one hit. How Any runs? Because I know no, the walks. No runs. No runs, yeah. No runs. He is walking quite a bit of people, so... Little cause of concern, but again, he's ramping up. Could just be mechanics thing. Mm-hmm. Just again, ramping up spring training. Wouldn't take it. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. But again, I think Peterson should be the fifth starter, but we'll see where that end up, ends up. Next injury: Bryce Montes de Oca, uh, bullpen candidate. Again, fake name. <laughs> this I don't know where they find these Dude. guys. I mean, it, it takes. Does Steve Cohen just be like, all right? You like he has like the nor- like ninety nine normal scouts. Then yes. the hunter scout, you will look for the weirdest names, Montez and you will just like they're triple A. No, no, they get like a independent league team, and mm-hmm. they just stack all the weird names on it. Yes, and they go head to head with the Savannah Bananas. Every sure, year. of course, but regardless, Montez de Oca, uh, diagnosed with a forearm strain, he'll be reevaluated uh, this coming up week. Um, you know, bullpen candidate. It's having a good spring, you know, flamethrower, mm-hmm. walks a bit of people, I feel like control. strains are, like, pretty scary for pitchers, too. Yeah, but hopefully everything's all right with him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can help contribute this year. I feel like even if everything hopefully comes back fine and everything is kind of, like, working out, if he doesn't make the opening day roster, I feel like we will see him down mm-hmm. later down the road. That's a name to keep an eye on. Next up, Sam Coonrod, who was... Another one. <laughs> another big name. But he was diagnosed with a high lat strain, high-grade lat strain, so that's a little Not more good. cause for concern. Uh, he does have some injury history. He was claimed off of waivers from the Phillies. So depending how long this injury mm-hmm. will play out, it might be a 60-day IL candidate. No. They'll open up a 40-man, but again... If anyone doesn't know, because I know a lot of people that, like, if they don't, like, work out or anything, they may not know what the lat is. It's pretty much the muscle. If you put, like, your arm out at a 90-degree or 180-degree angle, you could feel that muscle around your shoulder blade. That's essentially your lat. Right. So, like, that's one of, like, the biggest muscles, like, in, like, your body that you use when throwing. Like, not your arm. Especially for... Yeah, like you said, for throwing, for pitcher, a little bit more cause for concern, but... Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Hopefully, nothing serious. Hopefully, he comes back healthy. And now, the big one. Can I cut you off before we get to the big yeah, one? Yeah, um, It was just someone I was thinking about, and the numbers kind of back it up just based off how many comparatively. Do pitchers just get hurt at a much higher rate than hitters? I think so. Because I was thinking about it. I feel like you put a lot more strain on the body as a pitcher oh, compared definitely. to a hitter. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's just, like, a random thing that, like, I was thinking about. And something to keep in mind for everyone else, that if you see right. a lot more pitchers getting hurt, that's, like... I feel like it's a bit more normal, usual, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like, there's no real good word, but, like, right. common. Like, yeah. You guys get what we mean. But the big injury, Edwin Diaz, full tear of the patellar tendon during the World Baseball Classic. Close out the game for Puerto Rico. Um, you know, everyone was celebrating, everyone was jumping around. Next thing you know, Diaz is on the ground. Yeah. So, tore his patellar tendon, which, if you don't know, is the tendon that connects the bottom of your kneecap to the top of your shin. So, what allows you to basically straighten your leg and bend it 
that tendon he completely tore. So the he, Triborough MD. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, after that, after the official diagnosis came out, I became an expert on this tendon. You got your master's. Tendon. Yes, I read up on everything. I read up on the surgery, but regardless, he does need to get surgery. He did get surgery. Uh, everything went well. He's in recovery mode now, but underwent surgery to repair. The typical timetable is about eight months. So says Billy Epler. Billy Epler. So that kind of puts him at risk to missing the season. Mm. It's more likely he's going to miss the season than not. I'd say personally, again, not a medical professional. I think I say it's like a twenty percent chance he comes back, and that'll yeah. only be for like the postseason. Right, that'll be like if even sep- half September of the postseason. postseason around that. Again, not a medical professional. Gr- biggest grain of salt to yeah. ever be taken. But you know, it, they, they're, it's a little more uncommon, but. People do come back about six months from this injury and surgery. So it's not impossible. It's more improbable. Yes. So, look, the Mets should be kind of moving through the season as if Diaz is not going to be there. Agreed. You know, they shouldn't be kind of betting on, like, oh, he'll be back in September or whatever. Mm. And even then, that's already a majority of the season. So I feel like at that point even if he can come back, mm. I'd rather play it safe and kind of just, you know. You don't want to ruin his career. Exactly. Kind of just take things slow, ramp up, get ready for spring training in 2024. Can but, I go on a little bit of a tangent really quick? Really do quick. not, bl- not really quick, <laughs> but do not blame the WBC. Yes. This is not the WBC's fault. It was a freak he injury. Was, it was a freak injury that there's, we talked about this before that, it could have been a couple of other things, in my personal opinion. I don't see how a perfectly healthy knee can just snap like that, completely destroyed. And if it if it weren't for the WBC, I feel like there would be something that would happen regardless. Yeah. And maybe later down the road. Later or down the road, yeah. and it could have been worse. You never know. Yeah. So at least, in a way, you could think it wasn't worse. Right. And like that's like it still might, really might bad. be better than an ACL. Yeah, maybe I a think little better than an ACL injury. Who knows? Again, uh, we're only right. we only just became the Triborough MD. Yes, so we, we don't just know got our medical medical degrees took and the Hippocrates so oath. Hippocrates don't start oath. booking appointments just yes. yet. But um, regardless, not the WBC's fault. Yes, not the WBC's fault. Look, I think as me- as much as people are frustrated, I'm sure Diaz is ten. A hundred yes. times more frustrated. Yes. He understands the contract that he signed, the highest paid closer in MLB history. He understands what he means to the Mets. He understands. He also understands what he means to Puerto Rico. Yes. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, they got eliminated. But that'd be, I'm frustrated. Other mm-hmm. Mets fans are frustrated. Baseball fans are frustrated. You know, Diaz is. Forget about arguably the best closer. He's one of the most electric closers to watch. Yes. As an entertainment value, he is one of the most exciting pitchers to watch right now. Yes. And it's a real shame that we're you not going to see a lot of that. You literally made the trumpet song, like, one of the most overplayed thing in any sport. Yeah. You hear it in, like, every sports thing, and it's, like, driving me insane. <laughs> like, I hate when something like that that's made for one specific guy is, gets like, used everywhere. Every, it's, like, come on. Like, didn't they have it in a New Haven game or something? I think so. Like, that the New York Islanders... Used it for the warm-up music. Like, I get it if he's there for the game or whatever, but, like, right. come on. Like, but that's him. Regardless. Regardless. I'm, I'm going to miss the trumpets in City Field. I'm sure 
a lot of other people are gonna miss the trumpets. Yeah. And you know, I think it's this it it's one of these injuries where you kinda need to take a step back, be a little more selfless and kinda yes. hope for the best for Edwin Diaz the person. It sucks that we're not gonna see him pitch mm. but you know, for his family, for himself mm. it again, like I said, he must be extremely frustrated. And you know, Diaz is from everything I've read, he's one of the most optimistic and like a big ball of energy. That that's gonna be missed during the season. But you know, it's it's one of those things where you take a step back and hope for the best for the person. Yes. But regardless, I think again, Mets should be moving on as if he's not gonna be here for the season. You know, that David Robertson sighting is looking a lot better mm-hmm. right now. He's probably the most experienced closer in that Mets bullpen yes. now. So I think he should be first in line for closing games out. It's If you're going to lose a, a player for the entire season, I'd much rather it be a reliever or a closer than starting pitcher or yes. a starting position player. Because 60 innings, no matter how electric they were, yes. is a lot easier to... Not necessarily reproduce, but mm. grab from somewhere else. Then you know, five hundred at bats. And every year, two hundred innings. Relievers are so like up Fluky. and down. Yeah. Like look at Blake Charman. He right. had like a well, point six ERA one year, and now he's like, eh. he's like yeah. solid, but yeah. like nothing like he was. Nothing like one of the like historically one of the greatest relief seasons of all time. Right. So again, it sucks, but the Mets will be okay. You know, yes. a lot of people are kind of like. The wa- waving the white flag. This is it. The Mets will be okay. It yes. sucks from an from an entertainment value. It's not going to be the same hmm. in the ninth inning, but from a production value, I'll bet more stressful. Maybe yes. maybe you know a couple blown saves here and there. Hopefully by the end of the year we look back on the season and kind of understand that it sucks. Mm-hmm. But you know the Mets got through. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a chance he could have closed out game six against the Yankees. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pure hypothetical. Um, I will give a lot of credit because I feel like the story isn't getting talked about as much as it should about Steve Cohen. Oh, about yeah. how he's – it's. Ex- I'm pretty sure I know what it is. I'm not positive because, again, the story's not that big. But he's, like, paying for everything. Like, yes. nutritionists, trainers, yeah. like, sent, all that. Yeah, nutritionist, uh, trainer, and a personal chef personal to chef, Diaz. Yes. So, you know. To help with the recovery and also yeah, just as, like, a Steve good Cohen gesture. continues to be the best owner in baseball. Yes, and Hal Sarnbrenner can't even pay for Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi on a plane. <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah, you know, I think it sucks. It does. I was extremely frustrated. Yeah. When I watched it live, you know, I was, I was one of those people, you know, very emotional, kind of like, you know, WBC sucks, this sucks. Why would this happen? Blah, blah, blah. I want names on whoever was jumping in a circle with him. But, you know, you got to take a step back, kind of understand the freak injury. Yes. Diaz wanted to play for No Puerto one Rico. intentionally went out there being like, I'm going to destroy Diaz's name. Exactly. Freak injury. And you could tell by the his teammates on Puerto Rico there. Dude, they're, they literally went from 10 to, like, negative 5 in, like, 5 <laughs> seconds. I know. It, it was... If you watched it live, it was like yeah. so. I was playing I Monopoly with some of my friends, 
And then I just, like, see, like, Edwin Diaz on the floor. They had to get a wheelchair. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, what is His it? brother was in like, tears. Like, my friends literally thought yeah. someone died. By the way, I was like, oh, my God, what yeah. just... Like, they literally were like, dude, did someone die or something? Well, like, but it, 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 was it was crazy. It was scary. It yeah. was. Like, you really didn't know what it was. And, you know... It sucks. I mean, there's not no other way to put it. It sucks, but the Mets are going to get through it. And, you know, apparently it's actually better that he tore it in his right leg compared to his left leg. Is it because he has, like, a better or, like, a stronger right leg? It's because of his mechanics. Mechanics? So, obviously, he's a righty, so he pushes off Mm. of his right leg. So, if if it was his left leg, the the landing landing leg, an article I read in The Athletic, uh, they talked to a couple doctors and kind of said that it would have been worse if his left leg because of the landing leg. Yes. Because it's bent and because you're putting a lot more pressure on it once you land. Yeah, you're putting all your weight on it. Exactly. So, you know, might have dodged another bullet there. Maybe he has a better recovery because of his right leg, but again... Again, we're looking for, like, silver linings. Like, the smallest of silver linings. Again, he's probably going to be out for the season, but Diaz himself is cautiously optimistic. You know, he's telling people, I'll be back. You know, like, I'm okay. This doesn't Again, hurt. take that with a grain of salt because a player always thinks it's a lot yeah, better than it is. Exactly. So player's never going to say, I'm done. Yeah. You're never going to hear someone say, yeah, I'm out for the season. No. You know, but only time will tell. Mm. You know, we wish Diaz a speedy recovery. 100%. Hope to see him in 2024, the latest, back to his electric trumpeting self. But for now, the Mets will be okay. It was a freak injury. Do not blame the Do WBC. not blame anyone. Don't blame Diaz for playing. Don't yes. blame anything. Blame the human body for being shit. Yes, exactly. Blame the human body for not being able to handle jumping. Yes. But regardless, wish him a speedy recovery. Would you like to head into Manhattan? Yeah. All right. Let's get into our award picks. Now entering Manhattan. Welcome to Manhattan. Today we're going to be doing our award picks. Um, pretty much what we're going to do is we're going to go through our award picks for the AL and NL MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and Relief Pitcher of the Year. Um, pretty much this goes with our whole season-long thing of the three sections, and you're getting points for winning those sections. Um, one thing we forgot to mention in the divisional predictions, um, if you get first place right, that's five points, second place four, third three, set four... Fourth to last one. If you get the whole entire division right, that's an extra three. Just someone forgot to mention last week. Yep, yep, um, yep. And what we're we doing, one point for each thing that you get right? Yeah. And if you sweep it, do you want to do an extra point? Like, oh, you get yeah, both MVPs? Of course. Okay. Of course. All right. So we're going to start with our AL MVPs. Yes. You start us off. I start off for the 2023 AL MVP. I have Jordan Alvarez of Jordan. the Houston Astros. Okay. I went the safe route because oh no no because how we're doing it is that if it's if they win it it's three yes if they get second it's two yeah if they get third, third it's one yep so I went the safe route I went Otani because yeah. you know no matter what yes. as long as he's healthy he's gonna be top three yeah it was either him or Judge I think Judge's health stuff's overblown but he's also a big guy you never know so I just yeah. went safe Otani I think if Judge didn't didn't hit sixty two home runs Otani probably wins MVP he definitely wins it there's the some people found, started to think there was a debate. Like, there wasn't a yeah. debate, but, like, the fact that you could even somewhat mention debate when a guy broke the AL right. home run record. 
I think something that might hurt Otani is if he gets traded mid-season. You know, I was he, thinking about that. If he gets traded to the deadline, that might complicate some things. Team? Yeah, we're going to we'll, – we'll cross that bridge. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I was also I, thinking track here. Yeah, that's I was it. thinking about that. I wanted to put Otani, but, you know, that's – that's the safe. That's yeah. the safe answer, like you said. But Jordan Alvarez. Yes. I mean, arguably second best hitter last year. Yes. When he, besides Probably. Judge, just his stats real quick. Three hundred six average, a one point oh nineteen OPS plus. I'm sorry, OPS and a one eighty five. Dude, that was your OPS plus. Oh my god. No, that would be One eighty five WRC plus. That's crazy. He had 6.6 F war, barely playing defense. As a DH. That's what I think is why he's not going to do it. Because DH, but. Hold on. Last year, 77 games at DH, 56 games in the outfield. Started playing more outfield towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. He had not the best defender. Yes. Negative seven outs above average in 22. But in 2021 and 2019, he had negative one and negative two, respectively. Mm in left field yes so i think if he kind of gets average at best defense mm. with those offensive numbers i think he has a real shot mm. at winning mvp i also think the health is starting to become a question mark he's yeah, already that was the other this thing. year he does have a hand injury i was, that was, I was taking that into too. account but i think the production is there i mm. mean again like i said arguably second best hitter yes. besides judge so i think Tiny's the safe answer, mm-hmm. but it's just I hard like to pick a DH. Like I, I like the pick. It's just the DH aspect. Yeah. I think if he plays more left field than DH, mm-hmm. I think that kind of helps his case. Unless mm-hmm. he's like atrocious yeah. in defense. But look, six point six F four, mm-hmm. barely playing defense. Like imagine average at best defense. But that could also come down. It, it could, it could. But that's why average at best, you're mm-hmm. looking at at least a seven win player. Mm-hmm. So that's my pick. Yes. My pick for the NL MVP, Juan Soto. Same here. Juan Soto. I knew God it. damn it. I knew it. I changed it last second. Yeah. I had Acuna at first, and then I changed it. So there's not really much I mean, to talk about there. I think we could just splurge on Soto for a second. Dude, on people this. forget how, like, he was horrendous. Like, literally, like, the worst hitter in baseball. Like, worse than Chris Davis when he got traded to, like, the Padres, Padres for a while. And he's still like a 140 w- right. WRC plus. Are you, are you ready for his down year numbers? Yes. I have it written down. Oh, God. For his down year, Juan Soto hit 242. A 149 OPS plus. A 145 WRC plus. 3.8 F war. And an on-base percentage over 400. That's insane. For it's his insane. down year. And look, he's tearing it up in spring training. Yes. Was he I'll also bet. popping off in the WBC? He's, yeah, he had he that one good. dead center home run. Dead man. center home run. Lefty lefty, I think, too. Yeah. And look, his defense was horrible last year. Mm. He shouldn't he shouldn't have sniffed a gold glove nomination. Yeah. But in twenty twenty one, he had four outs above average mm-hmm. in right field. He's an, I'd say he's a average to a little maybe a little above average defender. Yeah. It could have just been one of those things of a down year, right? And just like mentally, yeah, everywhere. Not but being there look, with. If he plays decent defense, I don't think you can pick anyone else no, besides Juan Soto. That's. He's so good. He is. I feel like 
he's gonna have he's a big insane. year. He's insane. He's gonna have a big year. I do as well. Right. For my or you go first for AL Cy Young. AL Cy Young, you ready? Luis Castillo, the Seattle Mariners. I don't like it. I put. Well, I got Cole. Cole. Yes. I don't like that more. <laughs> let let me let me persuade you real quick. You're not so, gonna be able to. Luis Castillo, 2020 stats, 150 innings pitched, 2.99 ERA. Well, uh, how could it? Sorry, 2022. I was gonna bad. say they only played 60 games. 150 innings pitched, 2.99 ERA, 3.07 FIP, 167 strikeouts. Got traded to the Mariners midseason. Ma- stats with the Mariners, 65 innings pitched, 3.17 ERA, 2.91 FIP, 77 strikeouts. Mm. He kind of moved away from his changeup last year. I feel like when you think of Luis Castillo, you think of that nasty changeup. One of the best in the game. It was a great pitch in 2019, a negative 28 run value, mm. meaning it created less runs yes. than the average changeup. In 2021, it was a okay pitch, a mm. negative three run value. If he gets that changeup back, mm. deadly arsenal. Again, he's going to have a full year of the Mariners. Mm. He was with the Reds, who sucked. Mm. Mariners are 15th and outs above average for a team with two outs above average. Mm. The Reds were 26th mm-hmm. with negative 20-22. With negative 22 outs above average. Mm. So he has a much better defense behind him. And Great American Ballpark, where the Reds play, is the second highest ballpark factor, meaning the second most friend, hitter-friendly hitter friendly park. Of yeah. course, he got cores. So. I thought it was third. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. But it was so second bad. last year. You don't want to know where the Mariners ranked? Wow. Low. Dead last. Dead 30th. Last. So T-Mobile Park is such a pitcher's friendly park that I think these this change from the Reds to the Mariners is really going to help him. I don't see it. I get it in all the stuff you're saying. Throughout his career, he has always been very streaky. Yeah. He's always had a lot of health concerns. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason I went with Cole. If you take... If you get rid of IKF and you put a solid defender, and you also okay, this is gonna be a lot of if you if if, if. no bias by the way. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> there was one game where Cole let up six runs that all should have been unearned runs, but they were called right. earned. Then he looked horrible the first two three starts of the year. You take all that out, he had a sub three ERA. Right. So you have that combined with the amount of innings he's gonna pitch, the amount of volume, yes. the amount of oh, what's it called, the amount of strikeouts. I know wins, loss, they don't matter, but I feel yeah. like they could only help yeah. for wins. Like, if you're on a winning team, you're doing that for a winning team. So, I think that with how steady he is healthy, I think that he will be in the top three for the Cy Young. Cole's a good pitcher. Yes. Top ten. At least. At least. Yes. It, it, I think it comes down to what you value. Mm. Do you value 215 innings mm. with, like, a, you know, high two, low three ERA, mm-hmm. or do you want 170 innings with a low two, a low two, high one? You know what I mean? I think that the voters value the more innings. Because you saw that well, with Zach Wheeler. Well, no, they, I feel like they don't value. No, but you saw that with Corbin Burns. No, or, but... Oh, no, no, I'm no, wrong, I'm wrong. Other way, yeah. Other way, yeah. Wheeler yeah. pitched more innings in 2021 than Burns did, mm-hmm. but Burns won the Cy Young. So mm-hmm. it, I feel like it depends on the performance in those innings. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you pitch 200 innings, fantastic. But if you're not, if you're like at a 3 5, 
it's, which I don't think he's going to be. Yet. Which yeah, no, I don't think you're, he's going to be. But if you're pitching 200 innings and you're at a three five, personally, I wouldn't take that. Mm. I'd much rather you know, 190, 170 with a two, two and a half. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I value more, and I think Castillo's in for a big year. Again, with think, a new team. I also think Cole's due. Fair. He should have won the. He should have won in twenty nineteen. Like, and I think he also had better numbers than Robbie Ray and everything except the ERA in twenty twenty one. So that's, right. I think he's just due to Fair. get a Cy Young. That and he's also again like we just said top three both those years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he may not have been top three this year, but I think he was like top five. Yeah. And what people are calling a down year with all those things that I just said that could have gone a lot better. Right. So yeah, that's really it. Fair enough. But On to the Luis NL Cy Young. And also, um, I think no. we're gonna. Would you like agree. to go first, Sandy? No. No, really. Where are you going? I, I, I hate that I'm going with it. I think this this is not the most popular pick on this guy's team, Max Fried of the Atlanta Braves. Okay. Would you like to start off with Sandy? I just think that he's like. I was like, I just didn't see many other people that I wanted to go with. Okay. Other than because like I was thinking Verlander, Scherzer, they both are old. Question marks with the health. Yes. There weren't Corbin Burns. I I think my hot take is he's gonna get traded. Okay. And I think he's gonna get traded to an AL team. Okay. I don't know what AL team, but I just think that. So I was just so we don't have to do gymnastics. Yes. I just. I just think he again is. I took a lot of for the this half. I took a lot of safe picks. Okay. Because I took some gambles on my other picks. Okay. So I just think it's a safe pick. All right. Fair enough. I think I like Sandy. I don't think he's going to be as good as he is last mm. year. He's going to be the workhorse that he mm. is, but I just... And that ballpark as well. Yeah, the ballpark, you know, defense is a little shaky behind him, mm-hmm. especially that day they traded Miguel Rojas, who was a really good defender at short. Well, Gleyber Torres is going to be a Marlin. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sure. Please don't. But I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I just mm. don't see him repeating. Okay. I guess Max that. Reed, on the other hand, just finished second last year in Cy Young voting. 185 innings pitched, 2.48 ERA, 270 FIP, 170 strikeouts. Mm. I feel like he's going to be pitching with a chip on his shoulder. Mm. Two, two years in, no, not yet, but two years in a row he lost his arbitration case. Mm. He's one of the only young Braves not locked up to an extension. Mm-hmm. I believe he is a free agent after 24. Okay, so, two so years. second to last. I think... He's just, again, he's going to pitch with a chip on his shoulder. Mm. Kind of like, you know, because we all know how arbitration works sometimes. It can go really bad for the player yeah. or the relationship between the player and the organization. Over $5,000. Right, or whatever it is. And, again, he's not – there has to be a reason that mm-hmm. he's losing these cases and that he's not extended for 10 years for 5 bucks. Because that's what the Braves do. I forgot the 50 cents. Exactly. <laughs> what I would like to see from Freed is a little more strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Again, 185 innings pitched, 170 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. More of a ground ball, ground ball finesse pitcher, mm-hmm. but I would like to see more strikeouts. And so far in spring training, five innings pitched, nine strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Almost two per inning. That's something I'd like to see. Yeah. Again, I would hate if this pick comes true because it means more trouble for the Mets. But I think Max Reed is in for a, a good year. Yes. I think Max Reed is in for a good mm-hmm. year. All right. 
On to the AL Rookie of the Year. I, I think we might agree on these. Want me to go first? Yes. Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson? That's who I had initially. But I'm going full bias on this one. Anthony Volpe. I do not care. Okay. I do not care. Okay. I just think that there will be a point that he will have to they will have to bring him up. Right. We talked about this earlier with the service time. Yes. I don't see how he's not top two in rookie of the year. Fair. And I think that he's also in a much better offense that he is going to be getting more at-bats, more runs, more opportunities to steal bases. He's going to be in a much bigger market than Gunnar Henderson, so he's going to get a lot more recognition. And I can't speak much for Gunnar Henderson in his spring, but just I know Volpe has that it factor, and I just I can't. That's fair. If he is up for a good amount of the year, I don't see how he doesn't. I think that's my thing. I. He should be up mm-hmm. opening day. Yes. I do not think he's going to play enough. That com- was compared what scared to, me away. Yeah, compared to Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson's probably starting the starting third base for the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Is it the safe pick? Yes. We it, also want risky in other areas. Right. We, p- we picked and choose where we yes. went safe and risky. So, look, Gunnar Henderson, he's going to give you a power-speed combo. Yes. You know, he, he came up last year, 34 games. 788 OPS, not bad, but you know, for rookies, you're not expecting MVP numbers, mm-hmm. so I think he's a lock for at least top two, mm-hmm. and I think you know. We mentioned the Yankees section. There's not really many. There's not a big competition. You know, if Volpe comes up opening day, it's gonna be between him and Volpe for rookie of the year. Even if Volpe comes up in May, I think it's still gonna be. Yeah, fair enough. But, and now rookie of the year. I don't know. I got Jordan Walker. I wanted to pick him. I really did. But I went Corbin Carroll. Okay. Another, I knew you another were going to pick, pick I knew you were going to pick Corbin Carroll. But I think I'm just going to go on a little tangent on Carroll because he, oh he, he, I, Corbin Carroll is your child. The player that I love to watch. He has a little bit of pop, great defense, good contact hitter, speed. Yes. He is a guy who can give you 20, 25 home runs, I think, and steal you 40, 50 bags. Especially like someone else I know. <clears throat> Anthony Volpe. Short porch. Anyways. What does that have to do anyways. with stolen bases? Go Home runs. Anyways, anyways. I think that he's going to be such a good player. I mean, mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks already locked him up. And I, I already think that puts a lot of pressure, though. Getting that money yeah. before you even, like, because did he get called up last yeah, year? Yeah, he played 32 games. I have his stats if you oh. would like to hear he hit 260 with an 830 OPS mm-hmm. in 32 games. Okay, that's so solid. pretty good, and he's gonna play elite defense whether he mm-hmm. plays center field, left field, right field, whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel like this kind of showed in our division predictions. Mm-hmm. I'm very high on the Diamondbacks, yes. and Corbin Carroll's like at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. But I I I understand Jordan Walker. I do I don't know if he makes the opening he day does. roster. I was looking so? into this before we started recording. Okay. There was a guy they DFA'd that a lot of people like that are in the know believe they DFA'd him so that Jordan Walker, Walker could make the really? opening there. It was a reliever. I don't remember who. I, do, like, I just feel like their outfield is so stacked. Can you also play Arenado? Arenado's at third. Exactly. So I feel like, look, you have Lars Newpar, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson mm. already. And then I'm, you have... I don't know the roster by heart, but I'm sure there's already other outfielders 
waiting on the bench. We also got to think that DH now cleared up. That DH is cleared up, so you could split time between like DH Tyler O'Neill and Jordan Walker in the outfield or whatever. whatever. Exactly. I just I don't know if he plays enough. I think that's kind of the theme of the rookie of the year for me. Yes. I just I don't know if Same these here. guys play enough. But yeah. Henderson and Carroll are locks for opening day. Yes. And that's my thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, on to the AL manager of the year. You want me to go first? AL? Got Terry Francona of the Cleveland Guardians. Bruce Bochi. Bochi, how do you say it? Bochi. Bochi of the Baltimore Orioles. Or am I stupid? You are stupid. What am I thinking? <laughs> Bochi's for the Rangers. Am I stupid? Oh my god, I forgot to change this. <laughs> Did you change I forgot to change this. Technical difficulties. Wow. You know what? His pick doesn't matter. I'm making an audible. I'm make, you, want, you ready for the I'm audible? Ready. I'm ready. Phil Nevin, because he's a former Yankee. Yeah? Yeah. Phil okay. Nevin of the Angels. Sure. <laughs> I am stupid. I No, I meant that for the Rangers. Okay. Because I made this like a month or two ago. Okay. And then I really started thinking about the Rangers with the health and all that. Yeah. So Phil Nevin of the Angels. Phil Nevin of the yes, Angels. Yes, that's... Lock I, it in. Okay. I was, think, I, was, I was this close to putting Nevin, too. Again, I just... I want the Angels to be good. I'm so stupid. You you are, but it's okay. Every all our viewers can laugh at you with us. But my thing with Nevin, it's more it's not even with his managing, it's just the team. I want the Angels to be good. I do. I just I'm not sure if they can get there yet. I think I th- a lot of I feel like a lot of people are underrating, not underrating. Kind of just Rolling past the Guardians. Well, didn't he win it last year? He did win it last year. That's why I don't... Yeah, I know. But, again, I think a lot of people aren't expecting a lot out of them. Mm. I think they win the division again. I think they win 90-something games. I took them to win the division. I expect them to be good. (laughs) Still. The other thing is, I don't think there's a lot of competition. Mm. There's like three or four I mean, talking about Bochi, if the Rangers are good, which I don't think they will be, Bochi probably wins it. No. But I don't think the Rangers are going to be that good. I think Francona is kind of old school guy, kind of like Buckshaw Walter type guy who's going to lead them, the Guardians, to another division title. Mm. I just think that with Phil Nevin, there is, if the Angels are healthy, there is no way you could be the worst manager on the planet. You cannot mess up that team. <laughs> He is such a great locker room guy that I think that's all he has to be. Right. And that's pretty much it. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so your NL manager of the year, or for me, I'll start yeah, off. Yeah, go I ahead. I got David Ross. Okay. The Chicago Cubs. Okay. Because you know I'm very high on the Cubs this year. I'm not. That's why I went with Tori Lavulo of the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm really high on the Diamondbacks. Literally, our division <laughs> predictions of who we thought was going to be like an underrated team yeah. like that. But go Basically. On. I, again, I just, I think the Diamondbacks, I mean, we both had them third. Yes. I, again, they don't, the Giants are kind of... Giants and Rockies are... Kind of there. <laughs> right. So, very high on the Diamondbacks. I think they have an above 500 season. Yes. Not going to bank the playoffs because they're stacked. But I feel like they're going to be a lot better than people are thinking, mm. which, you know. I think that with ben, the Cubs, too. Like, I, I don't see it with the Cubs. That's my thing. I just – I no, I'm not going to spoil that yet. I just think that so much stuff is like – it's one of those things where, like, if anything goes right for the Cubs, they'll be a pretty solid team. Right. 
Okay. So it's like if it's a thing of if anything goes right, yeah. some of that stuff has to go right. Yeah. Especially in a weaker division. I'm not that high on the Brewers. I think they sell the deadline. Wow. Oh, so okay. All right. at least like somewhat so. Especially the oh, stuff okay. you're seeing with Burns, how there's a lot of like doesn't seem that good with their relationship. Yeah. I think Burns gets straight out of the deadline. Okay. So I don't see them doing that good. And the only reason I had them third in our division predictions is because the rest of that division is like so unimaginably bad. Right. That yeah, I'm going with David Ross. Fair enough. You know what? I, I, I can't fault you for that pick. I'm just mm. not as high on the Cubs as you are. Yeah. Um, it's more that I'm just so low on every te- other team the in team. that division right. other than the Cardinals. Fair enough. So AL Comeback Player of the Year. Let's just start this off. This was by far the hardest award to give out. Yeah. By far. No, definitely. Go on. So, I got... Well, let me let me start this off first. I had Tyler Glass. We both had we Glass both had Glass now. But he already got hurt. Again, I made this like a month or two ago when he wasn't hurt. Then yeah. I was reviewing it today. I was like, oh shit, he's hurt. Yeah, he's already hurt. Who knows what we're going to get out of him this year. So, I went with Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley, that's a solid yeah. one. Juice Ball Merchant, that's why I didn't pick him. But go on. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. for me. Go ahead, go ahead. I... One guy I was looking at was Chris Sale. Yeah. Because the upside, but I just don't see how he could pitch even 100 innings. Maybe, I don't even see how he could pitch 80 right. innings. So I went with Yasmani Grandal. Really? Yasmani I, Grandal. I didn't even think of him. I didn't either. I just was looking at a lot of articles. And right. He, his name just popped up. I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Because yeah. people forget he was, like, low-key the best catcher in baseball yeah. in 2021. That wasn't talked about enough. He had like an over. He had. I'm pretty sure he had the best on base percentage in the entire AL in 2021. Right. Yeah. So I just, if he even gets to somewhat close of that, then I just because he also was dealing yeah. with injuries. He's one of the best offensive catchers in baseball. I just. I think to be fair, I think Brantley just has the edge because he's coming back from basically a season-long injury. Mm-hmm. And look. Call him, call him what you want, Juice Ball Merchant. He's a great contact hitter. He is. He's going to hit at least 290, mm-hmm. probably over 300 without the shift now, I mm. would think. So I think you just kind of can't go Which wrong with him. Which also going to benefit Yasmani. Fair. He's just I feel too like slow. That, I'd argue that benefits Yasmani more. Because think about it. Because Brantley, if he's like he's a really good contact hitter, he you can, can't shift him. Right. So I think that would almost benefit Yasmani because... Yeah. He's Again, I just think more. he has the edge because he is coming back from season one. Okay. Again, we have no idea what's yeah, going on. We don't if, know if what we're, If we're is. being honest. Like, there's usually a home run pick every year. Yeah. Like, Trey Mancini yeah. and NFL Alex Smith. Right. This was Justin Verlander coming back yeah. and Tommy John. But to be fair, we do not exactly know how this award works. We, we have no idea <laughs> this. Oh, but like, they're probably not even going to be in the, like, discussion. We will see. For but, my NL comeback player of yes. the year. This goes to my David Ross prediction, Cody Bellinger. I knew you were gonna say it. Cody Bellinger. I got, I got my, my boy, who Edwin left Diaz. us too soon. Sorry, too, too soon. soon. Too soon. That was too soon. That was too soon. Michael Conforto. Conforto, okay. I think Bellinger is too far gone. I don't think so. I think he got like what twenty million was it? Something, Nin- something I think crazy. 19, Some but yeah. crazy amount of money. There is no way as a Chicago Cubs. I know Scott Boris. Yes. There is no way as a Chicago Cubs that you give, duh, what's his name, that outfielder that was like, just ho- fell off a cliff after the World Series. Jason Hayward? 
Oh, yeah. Jason Hayward, you don't give Jason Hayward 2.0, $20 million, after you just had so much PTSD from that. Right. They, they have to know something about him. They think they could fix him. I'm high on them overall. I think that that is the catalyst to them being second in that division and right. them being good overall. I Bellinger. think Cody Bellinger bounced back. <sighs> one of my favorite players in right. the league. It's fair. I think, again, the thing with Conforto, he didn't play at all last year. No. So I think he has the edge in that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Well. With Bellinger, you're kind of just hoping for a bounce back, not mm-hmm. necessarily a comeback, if that makes sense. You know, Conforto is out for the entire 2022. And look, as much as I think mostly Mets fans kind of bashed on him for his 2021 season, mm. it was not what we expected from him after 2022. Mm. I mean, 2020. It's not what we expected him kind of going to a contract year, he did not have a terrible year if you look at it in a vacuum. Mm. So I think coming back from Which injury... Which you have to do a lot in baseball. Right. Just because of how up and down the season is. Definitely. Go on. He's having a good spring. You know, new team, kind of fresh start. Again, coming back from a season-long injury, so I think that gives him the edge, but I think, I think Conforto is yeah. the right way to go. Okay, so that's really that for comeback player of the year. Relief pitcher of the year for the AL. AL, I think we agree. Manual class, class A. Don't really got to talk about that. That's he's a safe pick and just like the it's, best pick probably. I was gonna, it's like safe in the way of like who, cause who else? I mean, Jordan Romano. He, he had a no, good year. I I can't see Romano. I don't right. think he repeats. Unfortunately, like good. unfortunately, Liam Hendricks is out for the most probably then, out for I the year. I wouldn't have picked him. Right. So I think the best pick is class, class A. Yeah. I mean. I don't think we gotta waste he's any dis- time He's on that. disgusting. He's yeah. such a great reliever. NL, NL relief pitch of the year. I we both had Diaz. Yes, we both had Diaz. Well, obviously. But I was gonna change it, even really? before the Diaz injury. Okay. Josh Hader. Okay. I I also have Hader because yes. because Diaz got hurt. I changed it to Hader. I was, I gonna, was gonna have Diaz, regardless. but I think he has a bounce. Not bounce back, but like bounce back. A, a bounce, back. bounce back. Yeah, yeah that's right. You had you had a really bad year. Trust me, I had him in Horrible fantasy. Bad. I know. Horrible. But people look. forget he was like the best reliever in baseball for what two three years. Yeah, something crazy like that. And in September to October, ten innings pitched, point eight seven ERA, yeah. six saves. He did not allow a run in the postseason. Yeah. So I think he's gonna have. He, and keep in mind, it's not like the Padres got knocked out first round. That was into the ALC or NLCS. Yeah, so, you know, full year of the Padres, you know, no more trade talks, No, not going to get traded midseason. On a significantly better team. Yes. Significantly so better. Probably going to get more opportunities, and I think he's just going to be better than he was yeah. last year. And he's going to be the Josh Hader that we knew yeah. before 2022. I won't say love, but that we knew. That we knew. Um, <laughs> all right, that's... Pretty much it. That's you have pretty much it. Um, I think I had the better picks. I you, disagree. You, you were too safe, uh, personally. Uh, really? Volpe, Jordan Walker, David Ross, uh, Yasmani Grandal, Cody Bellinger. That's safe. Luis Castillo is winning the AL Cy Young. Disagree. Draft him in fantasy if you can. This disagree. Fantasy advice for the episode. They're about to lose a lot of people a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right. Anyways, so – um. One thing to note, the next episode will be coming out on March 29th. 29th, the day the before day opening day. The day before opening day. Yes. And then after that, after every series, we'll be uploading. So yes. on a normal week, that's two episodes a week. Yes. Um, and just to give a little teaser to the next episode is 
kind of like an over-under. We're yeah, going over-under on some people's stats. Yep. I have some of them in front of me. Just an example, Judge home runs, Alonzo home runs, Volpe stolen bases, Verlander right. innings pitched, yep. Boone ejections, which is my favorite <laughs> one. Just stuff like stuff that. Stuff of that nature, but you know, opening day is right around the corner. Right around the corner. So we're really excited to really start this thing going yeah. once the season starts. Really getting going. Because we're going to have a lot yeah. more content. This oh, yeah. So thank you guys for watching. See you guys we will see you. In about 10 days. In about, about 10 days. I, I'm not a math major. Thanks for watching. See you guys.